living translation as we're coming to the close of this series of looking in the mirror hopefully by this time we can look in the mirror and start seeing improvements realizing that our growth is only by his grace and his mercy As we are turning, I still hear some pages turning. So if you're not there, say, hold on. I'll hold on. And as we rise in honoring of God's word, looking again at the New Testament, 2 Corinthians 3rd chapter, verses 12 to 18. But for our reading right now, I'm just going to read verses 16. Still hear some pages turn. If you're not there, say, hold on. All right. Let us begin. But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. For the Lord is the spirit. And wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had that veil removed, can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. You can join me in the fourth chapter, looking at verse 5. You see, we don't go around preaching about ourselves. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord. And we ourselves are your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let there be light in the darkness, had made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. Praise God for his word. You may be seated. If you can help me announce this to your your neighbor, tell them seeing improvements. This light, this change, this improvement happens on the inside. Can you tell me, tell your neighbor, it's happening on the inside. This change that comes from glory to glory may not be seen on the outside, but it's happening on the inside. I remember I was visiting with a member in the hospital, and this member said something very profound and said it with a smile on their face, saying that was my outside is still healing, but everything's healed on the inside. <laughs> and and I, I heard what they saying, and they heard what they said, too, and they already knew where I was going. They said, I got it. <laughs> and they so they knew what they were saying, that on the outside it looks like there's some healing still needed to be done, but the initial problem where the pain was, that's already done. Y'all, y'all heard that part? On the outside it looked like there's work that needs to be done, but the inside where the pain was, the healing is already done. Let me have a few more people out that's not catching on what's going on here. That I'm saying here that when you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're living a life that's full of despair, 
full of depression, full of just living empty because nothing's going to feel what only he can give you. But as soon as you learn to accept him as your Lord and Savior, things on the outside may not change, but the healing has already begun on the inside. I'm glad I got a few more with me here this morning because I'm trying to point out that my improvement that I see, you may not see, but I thank the Lord every time I look at myself, I see myself growing stronger and brighter and wiser, not because of the work I have done, but the work he is doing in me. If God's working on you, tell your neighbor, he's working on me. And tell him, tell him, and he's also in me. Because my change is happening on the inside. Using this text, if you will, as a topical discussion, I want us to grab here that here's where change comes. Paul also says that we ought to be presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice. You understand, he says, how we give yourself as a living sacrifice. I mean, there's some transformation. That has to happen. And so in this metamorphosis, if you will, it comes on the inside and it breaks out on the outside. Let me help you out. Some of you, I lost some of you. He says, by the renewing of my mind. Where is your mind? It's inside the body. I I lost a few people that are not with me in biology, but let me help you out. It's what you think inside of you is going to come out on the outside of you. And what I'm realizing here, that as my God is working on me and changing me, am I talking to somebody here? Can you agree with me? If you can agree with me, say, yes, I can, Pastor. All right, thank you. I'm glad I'm not talking about myself. As God is working on us, he is changing how how we think. See, I had to correct myself because y'all with me. Changing how we think, changing how we speak to realize that the transformation is happening on the inside so people can see it on the outside. So therefore, as he renews my mind, I realize that I don't talk how I used to talk. I don't desire to look at things the way I used to look at. But now my mind is on higher things. And Isaiah says, just as the Lord's ways are higher, our ways are his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. The, and Colossians says that we need to think of higher things, be on spiritual-minded things. He writes in Philippians that we ought to what? Press on towards a higher. Y'all, y'all, y'all see it. Everything got to be higher. Tell you never look high. And so we want to keep on pressing for what is higher. So I'm changing my low thinking. <laughs> when people say your mind's in the gutter, where's the gutter? It's low. So I'm changing my low thing. Let me give you another one. When you're tearing somebody down, if you destroy something, where does it go? Low, down on the ground. So I'm no longer talking about stuff that's going to tear you down or be down in the gutter, but I'm looking up high. So that's the change. And the other aspect is this, that look in, 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 in the 16th chapter. I'm sorry, the 16th verse of Corinthians. It says that our body, our outside body is decaying. The outside body is decaying. It says it this way. That is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being 
renewed every day. Our bodies are dying, but that's okay. Some of us, it's hard to accept that, but it's okay. Looking at our lives, we try to hold on to everything, right? We try to stay in shape, try to keep all our hair. Why y'all laughing at me like that? Some of y'all need to tell on yourselves how you coloring the tinting. <laughs> Trying to act like everything all right up there. We want to hold on to what is fleeting. This stuff will never last. But God is saying, I am giving you something fresh and renewed that's drawing you closer to me. How often, Lord? Every day. You see how he's renewing us in the spirit every day? So every morning you wake up, you ought to see a brand new person in yourself. You can look and say, yesterday I was like this, but Lord, by your grace and mercy, I made it in there. I see the errors of my way, and today I'm going to try better to serve you. Because I realize that the great change that's happening in me is not because I worked hard at it, but my Lord is working hard on me. Can you join me in this illustration, if you will? A ironsmith, in order to get the metal into the form he wants, he first has to heat it up. And he has to heat it up to a certain degree in order for it to be pliable. Now, I said to a certain degree. If it goes too high, he can ruin it. Soak in for a minute. <laughs> to a certain degree. But if it's too high, he will do what? Ruin it. Can I drive this home? We say it all the time. He knows how much. If he knows how much I can bear, that means he knows my limits. And if he knows my limits, then he knows my weaknesses. And if he knows my weaknesses and he knows my limits, then he knows how to strengthen me. Let me give you some more work in here. I, I learned something. I, I, I learned something about when my hot water heater failed me. I had to learn how I get some places, some, some pieces to replace what was broken. And in that, the guy was letting me know because I knew none of this stuff well, I knew it, but I, let me say I knew of it, but I didn't know how to do it. And so he was telling me what to do, which was great. I knew what to do, too. But I had to get somebody else that knew what to do and could do it. And so as he was giving me the instruction, I said, hold up. My help is on the way. Because I did not want him to have to repeat himself. With this good information he was giving me, because I wanted the one who I knew could do it to show up. And he was pointing out that when you're going to weld and solder and mold this, this piece in, he says that you got to be careful that if you go too hot, that you're going to break this piece on the inside and it won't meld together. 
I said, that's interesting. I, I, I looked at that and realized that everything else could contain a level, but this piece will stay cool. Everything else got heated up so it can melt around, but one piece stays cool in the midst of that to keep everything in place. Say, Pastor, what you talking about, all this metal and all this? I'm, what I'm talking about is that my God has given us the Holy Spirit. When everything else is heating up, you have something in place that can keep everything in place. So you might realize you might start melting, you might start sweating, but the Holy Spirit says, I got this. That's why we have to learn to walk by faith. And not by sight. That's why we got to look at Proverbs says, and trust the Lord in all our ways and lean not to your own understanding. But what in all of our ways acknowledge him. What he'll do, he will direct the path. That's what you're trying to say. I'm trying to say here is that hold up trying to do it your way. But let the Holy Spirit do it his way. And that's the change of mind. I realize that no longer am I trying to live for me, do what I want to do. But I'm going to do what the Holy Spirit has told me to do. And where is the Holy Spirit? In me. Tell your neighbor, it's on the inside. So my change is happening on the inside in order to break out on the outside. Because that peace, that cliff, that coupling was on the inside of that pipe to hold together everything else on the outside. Hello, somebody. Do you understand that many times we don't see what's hurting us on the inside until it's too late? But I'm glad we have the gift of the Holy Spirit that can let us know how we can be set free. Do we not see here that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom. Jesus said it this way, who the Son says free is free indeed. In other words, if I could put it in my vernacular, Jesus says what is done is done. <laughs> How I did it, can nobody do it. And so when I let you go, you're free. <laughs> nobody can go back on my word because my word is bond. As the people say on the street, my word is bond. That's my word, son. Some of y'all not on the street, but that's how it is. Let you know that my word is good. So he says that when I set you free, you are free. But look again closely. It says where the spirit of the Lord is. Y'all see that? Look at the position here. Where the spirit of the Lord is. So where are you? Because if I want to see change happening in my life, I got to be in his presence. In order for the metal to be shaped and formed, it has to be in the fire. I lost somebody. Look here how the change happens. The change happens when you humble yourself. When a king comes into a court, they bow. They have to bend and fold themselves in a form of humility. Let me help somebody out. Somebody had to call, call along with me. I'm going here. When you put metal into fire, it starts folding and bending to the power of the fire. <laughs> it has now under the surrendering 
under the authority of the heat. And yet our Lord is showing us that I am not here to harm you. But I'm here to build you up and form you in the form and the fashion I want you to be. And so this humbling aspect means this, that when I come in before his presence, I have humbled myself before him to allow him to be the words I speak, the life that I live. Because in order for me to see these improvements, I first have to have his word in me. Can I go back these past few Sundays? One aspect, we talked about how in order for me to see what is fleeting, i got to have the word in my heart. And James it says we want to be doers and not hearers only. Then we moved on to talk about how what it looks like when he's inside of us that we put away childish things. That we realize that when I was a child, I spoke as a child, but now that I have matured, I put childish things away. A lot of us know that for the 13th chapter in Corinthians, the love chapter, but it's pointing out that if you have love, you grow in love, you mature in love, that you walk in love. And so when we're walking in this love, we see something that's fleeting because we see how we've come to partial knowledge. But now in this Corinthians, the third chapter, we see that when we look in the mirror, no longer do we see a dim, fleeting reflection, but we see a glimpse, a taste, a reflection of who we are and how we can be. Because it's showing us here that when we bow ourselves in subjection before the Lord, the Lord says, thank you for coming, now I can shape you. To be in my image. Do you understand that if you look in Genesis 1 through 2, God has made everything and there's no problem in the world. Let us make man after our own image. After he created everything, he overlooked it all and said it was very good. After he made man and completed it, look, he said it was very good. But lo and behold, in the third chapter, the shrewdest, the wickedest, the most connivest animal, the beast of the world, the serpent steps in and man falls in. But yet we see here that God will not leave us there living empty and old, but he says, I will send down my seed. Sunday school, y'all with me here? My seed that will redeem you. Some of y'all missed it. Y'all need to come to Sunday school. And, and my seed will set you free. And, and because of the seed that set us free, the seed goes on to say that I must go away. And I have to go away so that you might have the Holy Spirit. Bring me to where I'm talking about right now. And the Holy Spirit will set you free. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And in the liberty of the Holy Spirit, I realize that there's some renewing happening in me. That I'm not stale. I'm not over. Every morning I wake up fresh. We know for a fact that we got to wash ourselves and clean up ourselves morning after morning. How much more are you grateful that our God already takes care of that for you on the inside? That he can heal our hearts so that we can walk in this light and live for him. Tell your neighbor, walk in the light. Because when we're having this change on the inside, we start reflecting the light. Y'all catch that? Because you know you need light to see a reflection in the mirror. 
and the reflection we see in the mirror is based on the light. Y'all catch that? We are reflecting his glory. That's deep. Because Jesus is the exact representation of him. And we are now able to reflect his image. Y'all catch that? So in myself, I should see the glory of the Lord. Some of us are looking at this, how can I be, see the glory of the Lord? Where well, Isaiah tells us this way, that we were created for his glory. If you believe, just tell you now, I was created for his glory. And since I was created for his glory, since we have been created for his glory, we ought to do things that bring him glory. In order for me to know what brings him glory, I have to know his glory. Word. Looking earlier in Corinthians says how no longer do we have law on our hearts, but we have his grace, his, his spirit in our hearts. And this, what, look what it's doing in our hearts. It's renewing me. It's refreshing me. It's reviving me. Can I come back into the, uh, another illustration, if you will? If you go into the emergency room and your heart stops, what are they going to try to do? They're going to try to revive you, bring you back. We need to realize that when we're living in sin, our heart is dead to the Lord. Some of y'all look at me blank faces. Let me help you out. Romans 8 chapter says, How the flesh is at enmity against God, and it can do no good, and it's at war with him. But there's, no prof- there's no prosperity in it. But yet you look at that, but we, if you serve him in the spirit, we serve him in life and in peace. Because why? Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. I can't please him in the flesh. So when I'm living in the flesh, away from the Lord, my heart is dead to him. I'm dead to him. And Ephesians 2 goes on to say, You were once were dead. But verse 4 goes on, but God, some of you might have that same testimony that you went into the hospital and they thought you were dead, but God. Some of you haven't been where I've been. I, I'm going to tell you about my personal experience that I said this before. I'll say it again. I was in the back seat of my parents' minivans or somewhere traveling out there by Carolina, Maryland, D.C., somewhere out there, and I'm having an asthma attack. And I'm thinking in the back seat of the window, with tear coming down my eye, thinking, Lord, this might be it. I'm grasping for my last breath. We don't know how close we are to a hospital, and I'm thinking that a hospital might be able to help me, but all I'm doing is making my peace with the Lord, saying, Lord, this might be, and if it is, I'm okay. But God was right there able to revive me and give me one more chance. That's when I was just a kid as a teenager. I can go back even just early in my life when I was doing college ministry at Bradley University, driving in my car, thinking I'm on my way to serve the Lord. Everything's going good. But a Dodge Ram came out, met me face to face. That grill was in my windshield. My car was underneath. This license plate was in my engine. I woke up and I saw an airbag in there. And, and they looked at me and said, you must be crazy. You're smiling. He must hit his head on the windshield. But I said, no, but God. What I'm trying to point out that I realized that everything that gives me life, had to be God in the midst. Because the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to destroy everything. Basically, he wants to kill it. But God is giving life because he's a life-giving spirit. So in order for me to see the reflection of God in me, I need to start giving life to some other people. 
I need to realize that when you see me, you don't feel bad about yourself. You start feeling better about yourself because no longer is about me, but I start encouraging you in the will of the Lord because you look how Jesus was. Jesus was walking. People just wanted to be around him. Isaiah says that he had no becoming features. It says that he was nothing becoming. They, they covered their face and mocked him, but yet he was bruised. What? For our iniquity, our chastisement was upon them, but yet thousands followed him. Thousands brought sick and, 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 and lame among them because he was changed. Why was that? There must have been some light around him that they realize, Lord, we want to be in your presence. Where you go, Father, I want to be. And he let us know this, that we'll be able to do greater things. He says, I go to prepare a place for you. But if you look after that chapter, he goes on and says, but I'm still going to be with you. He says, I am the vine and you are the branches. And then you go a little bit further in the 16th chapter, you tell how the advocate, the paraclete is going to come to be right by your side. You see how it all comes back to the spirit that the change that's happening on the inside is by the work of the spirit inside. And so in order for me to see and like who I see, I need to realize that this body is decaying. This body is falling apart. But look how Paul says it as I come to my close, if you will. <laughs> look at the fourth chapter. Y'all with me here? Look at what is going on to say in verse 7. For we have this light shining where? In. Oh, you see everything's in. But we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. Did not we talk about that where the treasure is? There your heart is also. Hello, somebody. But this text tells us here that in my heart is a treasure and there's a light shining. And this makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. Help me out, Holy Ghost. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Though suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. Uh, do you see that there, that no matter what we're going through, the life of Jesus needs to be seen? In our bodies. Uh, help me, Holy Ghost. It seems like I lost somebody here. Though I may be crushed, uh, there's something that's holding me together. Though I may be knocked down, I won't be destroyed because there's something on the inside that's holding me together. Let me walk down somebody's block. You, have, you work under a threat of losing your job, but your faith is not on your job, but something on the inside you know is going to hold you together. Your family, your household may be falling apart, but you know, Lord, there's something on the inside that's going to hold it together. The doctor's giving you a bad report, but say, Lord, I know there's something on the inside that can hold me together. I'm trying to point out to you, no matter what the world puts on you, no matter how it comes against you, there's something greater on the inside. That's why we can say, great is he that's in us 
and he that is in the world. That's why you can say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Because I realize what he's doing on the inside is changing me to be more like him. And so look, look at this. As I'm, this is my last statement. I'm going to sit down. Gosh, and I, I want to make sure y'all catch it. This is the last thing I want you to grab. That everything that's crushing you cannot defeat you because of his light that's in you. But yet also this light that's in you is not complete. Because the full light is going to come to change you. To fully be like him. And so each morning, each day after day, you get more and more of his glory till you fully can see his glory. Y'all got that? See my law. Let me let me break it down. Let me make it clear here. What I'm saying here is this that God is giving you all that you need to be more and more like him day after day till he comes back to get you. That you have to suffer no pain no more. No problems anymore. That you can rest from your work and all your labors follow after you. Where you can dry every tear from your eye. You can eat from the tree of life. You can forever be in his presence. But until that day, God said, I will not leave you nor forsake you. The enemy's trying to take you, but I have already claimed you. Because he has sealed you with the Holy Spirit. Until the day of redemption. When's that day of redemption? When he comes back. When he comes back. So tell your neighbor, keep on. Keep on. Because he's working in you. He's changing you to be more like him. Until he comes back again. But morning after morning. The song, the hymn says, great is thy faithfulness, morning after morning new, mercies I see. Day after day, you are drawing closer to glory to glory because he's renewing us day after day because of his mercy and his grace. The psalmist 23 says, well, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Let's turn to him. Lord, we thank you, almighty God. We magnify you, O God, that you have never left us nor forsake us. That your goodness, your mercy has been keeping us and strengthening us. The gift of your Holy Spirit has been holding us together when things been stressing us, been crushing us, perplexing us. But, Lord, we lean not on our understanding, but in all our ways, Lord, we acknowledge you. Lord, we pray right now there might be someone here who does not know Jesus. As their Lord, and say, Lord, we pray that they can find liberty. And just laying all their burdens down before you. That they can find rest for their soul, O oh God. As they sit under your teaching. For your yoke is easy. Your burden is light. Lord, you said that if they confess with their mouth. And believe in their heart that Jesus Christ the Lord and God raised them from the dead. They shall be saved. And Lord, I pray they can confess that right now. And realize that all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Father, Lord, minister to our hearts. We surrender right now to you to let your will be done. Father, Lord, that we no longer live for ourselves, but we live to honor you, to please you, to glorify you. In Jesus' wonderful name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. We stand the hand of the disciples.